You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, before we get the show started, I just wanted to give a quick announcement about our Patreon, specifically as it concerns Bloodsport Season 2. So you may know that we're going to be doing an upcoming Bloodsport this summer. We're going to be pulling names for that on May 1st. The only way you can get into the lottery for that would be to be an active patron. You can do so by signing up with us at any level, patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. We'll get you uh, automatically entered for that. Again, we're going to be pulling names May 1st. So if you are interested in being on our blood sport and getting some Patreon perks, this is an additional one. Uh, do so before then. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be hosting today. Uh, joining me in the studio, as always, is Neil. Neil, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Uh, did a little work today on the day off with some snow, but uh, mm-hmm. got a lot accomplished, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm ignoring our other co-hosts so we can get a little Matt and Neil time. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what the people wanted to get, you know. Get down to the brass tacks, yeah. as they say. And I guess also joining us in the studio is Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. I think the reason Matt shunned me is because I'm on day three of a four-day weekend, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Matt works uh, crazy hours all the time, seven days a week, yep. so... He, uh, he's not feeling very fond of me today. Right. And another man who never takes a day off is Ken Howard. Oh, Ken, oh. Ken's, Ken's not here today. He took a day off. He, t- he took today off. <laughs> How sad. Well, Ken took a day off, but we do have two special guests over Skype joining us today. Matt, why don't you tell us about them? Yeah. Uh, first, um, be would love to introduce Beth, who is one of our Cruise Raid champions. Um, we support, love all of our patron supporters. Uh, Beth, you've been on the show previously. Uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I'm Beth. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom of a three-year-old and a three-month-old. Mm-hmm. And I also work for Fit for Mom, which is a pre- and postnatal fitness company for moms. Yeah. But on your last appearance, you just had one child. So you, you yes. increased your production. Congratulations. <laughs> doubled yes, the I've amount doubled of the amount of children I have. <laughs> Did you keep your promise that one of them would be Ken, Matt, Neil, or Jeff? One of the names? No. Okay. <laughs> his, name, his name is Hugo. That's, okay. a, that's a cool name. That's a good oh, name, too, yeah. Hugo is a very cool name. Acceptable. You can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> it's also fair that you shouldn't have to make that decision under duress. So. <laughs> she was in the sweat lodge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was, and that was, a really, that was a really bad day. I think everybody was struggling was with like that one. One of the last really hot days in September, I yeah. think, if that was about right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And playing with Beth today will be Theo from the Freaky Franchise podcast. Uh, if you remember one of our Halloween episodes, we had you guys on to asking some questions. Uh, Theo, how are you doing today? I'm uh, great. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm not particularly good at trivia, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I really like your show. Well, it's so. not important on a trivia show. It's like it's like <laughs> yeah, secondary. None of us are really that good either. But uh, <laughs> well, your your show. I mean, you have your own show, and it's there is some great trivia in it uh, as far as horror movies are concerned. You just did a great one uh, about uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. But why don't you tell everyone oh, a little bit you. about your show? Uh, yeah, so my show is called Freaky Franchise. My sister and I watch horror movie franchises all the way through, movie by movie, so we see uh, the best and the worst of what the genre has to offer. <laughs> um, and it's really fun. We've ended up learning a lot. You know, most people watch, like, the first movie in the franchise Um and sometimes it's worth it to keep going, and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's always entertaining. <laughs> see The Matrix. Oh, those are all good. 
Uh, well, Ken, we, Ken yeah. is obsessed with the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully we're going to have some franchise offshoots with, uh, with, you know, a cast of young faces that people will follow. Maybe, I don't know, maybe at some point. Right. If this episode goes well, we could have a sequel maybe. We'll yeah. See. We could have a sequel. <laughs> um, so facing them today will be Neil and Jeff. You guys are teaming up. Uh, any ideas on a team name for you guys? Yeah. What are you thinking, Jeff? We heard what the other team's name is, which we'll get to in a second, but what are you thinking? What are you feeling say, right now? They have not heard yet. We're keeping it a well, secret. Well, we're keeping it a secret. <laughs> it's, it's under wraps. So. Uh, what, what are you thinking here? How are you feeling overall? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really feeling anything right now. You're not? No. Okay. So I guess we'll, we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, comfortably numb. There we oh, go. There we go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Beth and Theo, we both noticed that you are both gingers, right? And yeah, uh, I think that's the yes. way to that is, politically correctly say that. Yeah, that's fine. And we'll cut it out if it's not. We'll pull our okay. audience and see how that goes. Uh, we asked you guys to kind of just shout out random words. We heard pumpkin. So you are the ginger pumpkins. And uh, Jeff has some split allegiances here. Yes. Yeah, Jeff might help you out. We'll see. Because he is also in that camp. All right. Well, I wrote a bunch of silly questions. Uh, you guys ready to play the game? Yeah. yeah. All right. Before that, we should probably figure out how to play the game, and I'm going to send it over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Standard, right? Standard. Just a little refresher is good sometimes. Yeah. Got to make sure everyone knows how, how the game is played. All right. You guys ready for question one? Yes. Ready. All right. In what city would you find the stadium delightfully nicknamed the Juice Box? It's had a slightly longer shelf life than its previous name, Enron Field. Uh, okay. So is that Enron... Tropicana Field? Oh, because of the Juice. Yeah. Which is, which, who, what team is that? Well, it's fresh squeezed, right? Or yeah. You said squeezed. So Tropicana, um, is it like the Marlins? No. It's somewhere in Florida. Marlins. Are we starting Tamp- with uh, Devil Rays? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's baseball. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm pretty. I know it's not uh, hockey. Yeah. And I don't think it's football. Yeah, I think it's baseball. So it's either the Devil Rays or are they the Devil Rays now or just the Rays? I don't remember. Tampa Bay Rays. Let's we'll just go Miami because I know Matt likes the logo. I okay. do like the logo. All right, so we'll you like go. The, you like the uh, their logo? Oh yeah. All right, so we are locked in. Feel free to, to keep talking or wrap up whatever you need to do. Okay, we're locked in. Yeah. Cool. All right, uh, starting with Beth and Theo, why don't you kind of give us a rundown of what you guys were thinking? Neither of us are very familiar with sports. Okay, that's a problem uh, for this game. Beth I apologize. Beth mentioned that she knew of a uh, stadium that was Tropicana, which we felt like went with the juice box, and uh, we figured Miami would probably be the most Tropicana-like city, so we went with Miami, Florida. Okay. Yeah, we had a similar conversation. Jeff clued into the uh, freshly squeezed orange juice, uh, orange juice, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he said Tropicana, and we couldn't decide if it was maybe Miami or Tampa Bay, and uh, just knowing that Matt likes the the logo of the Miami Marlins, we just kind of just threw a shot in the dark so we went miami all right well tropicana is in tampa bay uh, but you actually need to be looking more towards enron which was based in texas uh minute Maid uh, park is in houston oh. texas oh i forgot about minute Maid. see i thought enron was in texas i didn't realize okay minute Maid. Mm. is that where the astros play that is where the astros play it was called Enron for like five years, and then something happened. We don't know, and <laughs> they had to change the name. I'm sure there's a documentary yeah. or two about it. Yeah. He's the smartest guys in this room. Jeff, good job. All right, question two. This flower has come to be recognized as the official flower of National Women's Day, but wouldn't be out of place served with avocado toast either. Okay, I ate avocado toast today, Yeah. and I'm trying to think of what was on it real quick because... Avocado? Oh, avocado was definitely not on a it. flower. Well, there's red pepper flakes I had. There was pickled onion. And then there was one, something was on it that I always get not on it because I don't know how to eat it. And I'm worried that I'm not going to eat it correctly. But it looks like almost a very thinly sliced piece of grapefruit, but it's not. But I doubt that's the answer. <laughs> Just talking about your avocado toast. Yeah. <laughs> this is the famous. I mean, we all saw it on your Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Bless yeah, the I gram. just take pictures and I don't eat it. 
Um, I don't know. Um, I, I can't. Do you know of a flower maybe that? An edible flower? That, yeah, that you would eat. I don't know. Okay, so we were trying to think of what flower would go on avocado toast or with avocado toast. Um, we talked about sunflowers because we thought maybe sunflower seeds. And then we started talking about edible flowers and we talked about violets. But we ended up going with pansies because mm. Theo said she just had a good feeling. Mm. <laughs> a, a feeling of some sort. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> she was hooked on a feeling. All right, so you guys are going with pansies. Uh, guys in the studio, what did you guys have? I just had avocado toast uh, just a few hours ago, and I could not remember. Uh, Jeff and I couldn't figure it out, and it, I think at least what I ate was watermelon radish, mm-hmm. which I don't think is correct, but just for the ability to say, uh, what in carnation? So we said carnation. <laughs> Both teams hung up on what you're eating with it, but it's really more of what you're drinking with it at brunch. It's a mimosa. Oh. Oh. Okay. Which is a flower, I learned. A mimosa? Yeah, I didn't know that was a flower. Yes. I, yeah, I did know that. It makes me feel glad that like other people aren't eating flowers on their avocado toast and I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, it's the new hip thing, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Pile them right on. All right, no scores yet and hopeful for question three. Question three. What is the Roman name for the Greek god Hera? I never read enough mythology to know if she finds the cheese to her macaroni. Hera is Zeus's wife. Zeus is... Jupiter. Yep. Do you want to just go for the moon for the cheese reference? Sure. Did he? See, did you say planet specifically or no? No, I did not. Okay. So yes, yeah, go moon. Okay. You said moon. Yep. All right, fellas in the studio are locked in. Uh, Beth and Theo, what did you guys have? Uh, so we pretty quickly came to the answer Juno. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I was in eighth grade took the national mythology exam and we would study by playing gods and goddesses go fish where we had to match the Greek and Roman names mm-hmm. of gods and goddesses. So thank you to my eighth grade teacher for helping me get this question. <laughs> All right, guys. We did not uh, single out a uh, Ellen Page film, uh, but we did, for some reason, um, single out a Sam Rockwell vehicle directed by David Bowie's son, which uh, we went with Moon. Yes, you might have picked up the hint if I mentioned hamburger telephones, uh, but the answer is Juno. Yay! On the board! <laughs> All right, question four. In 1972, this cardiologist wrote a surprise best-selling hit, selling a revolution to housewives who could definitely not be the breadwinners in their family. Uh, all right, so 1972, a cardiologist wrote a surprise hit. Makes me think of a book. Is that Chicken Soup? For chicken the soul? Soup for the... S- oh, yeah, and what was the, the second part of the question was... Not be the breadwinners in their family. Oh, to not be the breadwinners in their family. Unless bread and soup. I, I mean, just... I just sort of remember that being written by like a doctor or something. That's weird. fine. So but chicken soup for the soul. Is that what it would be called? Yeah. That was the first one in the... In just the... chicken soup for the soul? Yeah. I don't know. Why didn't... We could just guess the guy that you... Or, are are we guessing... Yeah. Are we guessing a book or the uh, guy's name? The guy's name. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> we could just go with okay. the Yeah. I'll just go with... Uh, so I um, work at a medical history museum and I do not know who wrote this book, but I do know of one cardiologist who was publishing at the time named Sven Pollen. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go with that. Okay. <laughs> hmm. we, needed the, we needed the doctor? I, I guess we that. needed the doctor, but we, you could say the doctor's name. It's a very long name that we wrote down. Is it? It's uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul? Dr. Chicken Soup for the Soul <laughs> is not the doctor I was looking for. Um, yes, these uh, housewives would not be breadwinners because they would not be having any bread or any carbs because they'd be following the oh, Atkins diet. Oh, it's Dr. James oh, Atkins. Oh, you and your diet puns and I know. jokes. I figured, I figured that out. I you guys got to know I'm on that keto. Tongue in cheek. Uh, all right. Question five is our listener submitted question. Uh, this question comes from Tom Spetzer. So thank you, Tom. So which villain did Michael Shannon play in the 2013 movie, The Man of Steel? Okay, we're locked in. Yep. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have not seen it. <laughs> I know who Michael Shannon is. I think I know who Michael Shannon is. <laughs> He's the creepy detective guy from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, he is. But I, um, I never saw the Man of Steel. Um, do you want to just I think, go with Lex Luthor since we can't think yeah, of I have, 
Yeah, I have another one on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think what it is. So we'll just go with Lex Luthor. Okay, locking in with Lex Luthor. Comfortably uh, numb. Well, with, this is nice that it actually comes full circle because we actually met Theo's dad in a comic book <laughs> yeah. shop in Salem, Massachusetts. And that's how we got, he gave us their card and that's how we reached out. So yep. thank you to Theo's dad um, and his comic book knowledge. Uh, but this character usually says my name in a way when he goes Neil before Zod. So General Zod. General Zod is correct. That was the one I had on the tip of my tongue that ah. I couldn't think of. <laughs> All right, question six. This children's toy originally started out as a wallpaper cleaner. Not sure how many colors it came in at that point, though. Okay. Oh, we're I know in. it. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, you're going to lock in? <laughs> so they're locked in. I believe this yeah, is Silly Putty. Oh, that makes sense. Because um, you used to do the thing with the newspaper and like put it on the... Yeah, and it'll take the ink off or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it takes the ink and the picture yeah. off. Okay, I'm, I'm good with that if you want to go with Silly Putty. All right, we're going to go with Silly Putty. Because yeah. you're my silly buddy. Oh, oh. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Is it though? Not really. Let's move on <laughs> to Ginger Pumpkins. What'd you guys say? Okay, so I believe Silly Putty was invented when they were trying to invent a new kind of rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that was a wallpaper cleaner is Play-Doh. And the answer is Play-Doh. No. Yay. So close. Uh, that's all right. That's all right, Jeff. I should have eaten less of it as a kid. No longer my silly buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you did eat too much. Uh, friends to the end, you guys. Yep. All right. Number seven. If you were to see the 2016 Tony Award winner for Best Musical in the territory capital with the same name, what self-governing territory would you be in? Best original musical or best uh, revival? Best original. Okay. Shoot. What one? Is, best... it, is it Hamilton? Or um, is that two? No, no, that is it. Yeah, because it was Hamilton and then it was Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. So. so we know it's Hamilton, but which place is... <laughs> Got that as a capital. So he was born, what well, we said, St. Saint, Saint Nevis, I think is the name of it. Okay. But I don't know. Do you want to just guess St. Nevis? Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to go with St. Nevis. Um, so... Neil was, was on the on the right path. He was like, uh, "Can't be, can't be anything like too old." It's not anything right. recently. Last that year was Dear Evan Hansen, which I just saw, which was awesome. So I was glad I got to see that live. Uh, shout out to Liz Hudson who told me that she loved it. Right. And uh, one of the things that I I started to key in on was I knew, I knew Hamilton was the capital of um, the island of Bermuda, but I was like, Neil, is, is that <laughs> too old? Uh, 2016, I can't remember how long it's been out. And he's like, no, that's that's the right answer. So we went with uh, Bermuda. And Bermuda is correct. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm actually seeing Dear Heaven Hansen tomorrow. Are you? So, it's, yeah. uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty heavy show, um, but the music's yeah. incredible. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the capital of Dear Evan Hansen? Yeah. <laughs> cap- oh, doesn't have one. Sincerely me, capital mm. Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Question eight. While generally seen as the most important figure in board games, Milton Bradley actually only created one game during his lifetime. What game was it? Was he Monopoly or was he Life? I feel like, so Monopoly, that is a that is a Milton Bradley property, right? I think so. Okay, so that was developed by a woman who I can't remember her name mm-hmm. about 15 years before someone else got the idea and then Milton Bradley bought it. Okay. And she got basically none of the credit and certainly none of the money. Uh, is Clue a Milton Bradley one? That's what I'm wondering. It's either well, who's Parker Brothers is the, is the other big one, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember Parker Brothers properties. It's probably the game that sucks the most among <laughs> the ones we've mentioned, because that would be the irony, right? Yeah. Um, and and Matt always puts clues in there, and I I don't. Well, Shoots and Ladders isn't. Uh, it could be Milton Bradley, but it wasn't developed by that was from Bradley, India, right? Because that was an Indian game. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard that. Would it used to be called Snakes and Ladders. It did. Oh wow! It's only been on our show four times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's use that ladder to segue to our answer. I mean, my gut went clue. How do you feel about that? Clue's fine. Okay. We just came up with our answer. All right. Uh, Comfortably numb, you guys had quite a bit of discussion. What'd you guys come to? Well, uh, it felt like we took a lifetime over here to come up with our answer until we connect uh, connected on... Um, <laughs> for an answer? A, a for an answer. Uh, and then Jeff came up, or he had a clue. So then uh-huh. we decided, okay, it's clue maybe. Yeah. So. Said a lot of things there. Yeah. Ginger pumpkins? <laughs> Um, so I am pretty sure Clue is Parker Brothers, because mm. um, they're from Salem, and there's a house here that inspired them mm. uh, oh. with the murder. I didn't know that. We should have visited. What happened, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was off that day. Um, 
so we uh, we went through a bunch of games. We weren't really sure, but we guessed the game of life. All right, and the answer is the game of life. We were right, but it was, we were going life or clue, life or clue. And uh, Jeff cho- chose clue. It was originally <laughs> called the checkered game of life, and had spots where you could end up in poverty or even commit suicide. So it's oh. a, a heavy game. Wow. Uh, it was originally apparently uh, released in the winter of 1860, which was a pretty bleak time in American yeah. history. So not terribly surprised by that. Ah. <laughs> wow. What a bleak game. Yeah. I guess the game, the actual game of life is somewhat bleak sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, if they made a new one, it'd be like, if you spun it and you got the job podcaster, you go right to poverty. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Millennials game of life. How exciting. <laughs> uh, Can you afford rent? Spin? Nope. Uh, can't afford rent. Spent all your money on avocado toast and mimosas. <laughs> there it is. All right. <laughs> Moving on to question nine. Recently making the theme for an NXT TakeOver pay-per-view, this music artist has been described as a combination of Andy Warhol's pop accessibility, David Lynch's creepiness, and Tim Burton's zany comedic tone and is much more known for her creepy YouTube videos. Who is this artist? Oh, I did not watch the NXT TakeOver. Um, this is this is not good. Well, I doubt it's uh, unexpected YouTube sensation Rebecca Black. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about now, but I would never pull her name. Describe what she's like. It's just what he said. This is weird. Like Andy Warhol, David Lynch. I, there's no way I'm going to come up with it. All right, we are, we are in if you need to talk. <laughs> Uh, we we, we are so far from it. Uh. Yeah, we went on rails. We're talking about Sondheim. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, Jeff um, clued in on someone. Um, we could not come up with this person. I kind of can picture who it is, but Jeff came up with uh, at least someone on YouTube uh, that I had not seen. Uh, yeah, we went with... Uh, she's not a singer, but she is kind of goofy and uh, and fun. We went L Mills. All right. L Mills from Comfortably Numb. Uh, so you guys went off the rails a little bit. Did you guys have an answer? No. No. I guess it's on time. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, no, this would be uh, cult personality Poppy. Poppy. Okay. Nothing from anyone? All right. Oh, no. no. All right. Look up I'm Poppy. It's very weird. P-A-P-I? P-O-P-P-Y. P-O-P-P-Y. Yep. All her videos have well over 10 million views. So, I mean, uh, so now this is the officially the date that we feel old. <laughs> on the podcast that's what i'm here for well you are the oldest one in this room that's true i am the oldest yeah you're right a few months by a lot by a lot (laughs) moving on to question 10 if you loosely combine the mottos of the state of mississippi and a northeastern city you get the title of this 1989 movie oh you're looking for like a city motto though yeah i don't uh, a motto or a nickname nickname motto mostly nickname oh Bean Brother, Town, Bean Town, Brotherly Love, City of Brotherly Love, yeah. Um, is Mississippi the Magnolia State? I'm trying to remember. Like Steel just, Magnolias. Uh, yeah, that's 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 that might be 89. Well, Pittsburgh is the Steel City. Oh, we are locked in, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Do we want to just go Batman? Let's just go Batman. <laughs> All right, they are locked in with Batman. Uh, <laughs> We have a different answer over here from you guys. <laughs> Matt let us linger on this one way too long. Well, we're we're ahead of schedule, so it was fine. That's true. Um, so we went uh, we went Steel Magnolia. The answer is Steel Magnolias. I have to know the city. Neil's got to know the film. So apologies where they are due. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's end that round and bury it and never talk about it again. What are the scores after the first round? 30 to 30. All right. So if we put those together, it's a respectable score of 60. Yeah, 30, good round. 30 for 30. <laughs> 30 for 30. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the swing round today, uh, if you're listening to our show and thinking, man, I'd like to listen to more episodes with people getting questions right, uh, one way you can do that is <laughs> become a Patreon subscriber because we have bonus episodes there. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell the people about a few of the bonus episodes we've had recently? Well, I think I think the one in recent history that I loved the most was we did one on lyrics that were impossible to understand. Oh, it has a lot of really bad Pearl Jam singing on it. It has quite, quite a lot of bad Pearl Jam singing in it. And uh, so that one was, was quite uproarious. And uh, that was one of my recent favorites. What about you? Yeah. We did one where we looked through my scrapbook uh, from seventh or eighth grade. Or no, no, freshman year of high school. So 
My favorites are all the ones that I'm not on because I didn't have to be here. I like uh, I like Neil too much to admit that that one is secretly my favorite. But <laughs> we can't feed his ego anymore. So no. if these are things that you might be interested in listening to, you could just head on over to Patreon.com/slash/TrivialityPodcast and uh, give us your money. Right? Is that is that our slogan? If we had a, if we had a slogan, <laughs> if we had a slogan, it would be Matt is uh, reprimanded today. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not allowed to host anymore. Is what is what's coming down. So thank you for coming to my last episode. <laughs> um, this is Matt Swan song. Uh, yes, yeah, so we are going to move on to the swing round, which is going to be great because it's sports, and you guys are going to love it. <laughs> oh no! You can't make me. <laughs> so uh, this swing round is called "What Sport Is This?" I'm going to name three teams, and you're just going to tell me what sport they play. Uh, you can name the same sport multiple times, and a couple of these are on here a couple times. Um, and these are all professional sports teams in various leagues. Okay. Uh, number one, the Hershey Bears, the Syracuse Crunch, and the Manitoba Moose. Number two, the Aberdeen Ironbirds, the Eugene Emeralds, and the Birmingham Barons. Number three, the Texas Legends, the Stockton Kings, and the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Number four, the Ohio Machine, the Buffalo Bandits, and the Calgary Roughnecks. Number five, the New York Red Bulls, the Portland Timbers, and the Philly Union. Number six, the Baltimore Blast, the Orlando Sea Wolves, and the St. Louis Ambush. Number seven, the Seattle Storm, the Indiana Fever, and the Minnesota Lynx. Number eight, the Birmingham Iron, the San Diego Fleet, and the Orlando Apollos. Number nine, the Toronto Argonauts, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and the Calgary Stampeders. I got one. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Number 10, the Clinton Lumber Kings, Batavia Muck Dogs, and the Modesto Nuts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. So both teams are locked in. Uh, not a lot of confidence I'm getting <laughs> from, from these teams, but that's okay. It's a fun game and we're having fun. And I can't stress that enough. You guys are having fun. <laughs> we signed a contract that says we're having fun. All right. So let's start off with number one, Bears Crunch and Moose. Uh, comfortably numb, what did you guys say? We thought that was uh, a kind of a football-sounding uh, bunch of teams, so we said football. Okay, Pumpkins. We guessed hockey. And it is a hockey team. Yep. Ah, the yeah. AHL. <laughs> Uh, Manitoba's in the same division as the Rockford Ice Hogs that I've ah. seen. Oh, okay. Local I have team. seen them. Yes. All right. Number two, we got the Ironbirds, the Emeralds, and the Barons comfortably. Uh, we went baseball. Okay. We went football. 
and it's the uh, famous minor league team that Michael Jordan played on, the Birmingham Barons. Those are baseball teams. That's why I had heard of that as a baseball team. Did sound familiar. Okay. All right. Number three was the Legends, the Kings, and the Mad Ants. Uh, Ants, A-N-T-S, not somebody's mom's <laughs> sisters. Uh, <laughs> comfortably numb. <laughs> what did you guys say? Uh, we thought those were uh, teams that sounded like they were soccer teams. So. All right. Pumpkins? We, we said, said basketball. And they are basketball teams. They're in, the, <laughs> they're in the G League. So they are the feeder teams for the NBA. Okay. I like that we're trading jabs here it's yeah. great <laughs> a nice back and forth here. it's like in, in wrestling when they each punch one punch is like oh 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 you know what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about and maybe seven other people yeah all right number four we got the machine the bandits and the roughnecks uh comfortably known what'd you guys say we thought maybe those were hockey teams okay and pumpkins we thought they sounded like rugby teams well, you guys are actually kind of close. Uh, not rugby, but these are professional lacrosse teams. Mm. Ah. Okay. Very popular in the Northeast region. A bit of a regional sports league. <laughs> I suppose lacrosse is getting more popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was the... I mean, Buick caught on a while back and... That uh, Teen Wolf TV show, they played some lacrosse. Oh, that's true. That yeah. was lacrosse. You're right. Yeah, that's how I know it. All right. <laughs> Uh, number five was the Red Bulls, the Timbers, and the Union. Comfortably numb, what did you say? Uh, we went. Uh, we thought maybe it was a soccer team again. We kind of uh, zeroed in on Union. We thought maybe that was a soccer team. Okay. Pumpkins? We also said soccer. That is, those are soccer teams. Yep. Uh, New York Red Bulls are actually original MLS teams have been around for a long time now. Uh, number six, the Blast, the Seawolves, and the Ambush. Comfortably numb. Uh, we went with... Uh, Hockey. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Pumpkins? We thought that Blast and Seawolves sounded water themed, so we went with water polo. And that would make a lot of sense, except these are indoor <laughs> soccer teams. So mm. soccer. There is an indoor soccer league in case the elements are too much for you. In Orlando, apparently. All right. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Have you ever been to Orlando yeah, on any given very day? Very humid, you're right. <laughs> it's always terrible. Yes, if you're waiting in line at Disney, very hot. Number seven, the storm, the fever, and the lynx, comfortably numb. Uh, we said uh, basketball. I thought, that was, I thought the lynx was a WNBA team, so. Okay. And pumpkins? Uh, we said baseball for this one. And those are WNBA teams, basketball. Yeah. Ah. All right, number eight, the Iron, the Fleet, and the Apollos. Comfortably numb. Pretty sure these are teams from the uh, newly started AAF uh, football league, so we went with football. All right, Pumpkins? We said baseball. Yes, this was the inspiration for the whole round. These are from the new AAF uh, Alliance of American Football. And we got to wait till the XFL comes. Then we got to hear what those team names are going to be. Or do they already announce them? They just are they revised cities. Are the they're, cities. They're, they're not bringing them back. I don't think so. They're going to have new names. Okay. New yep. exciting names. No Chicago. Uh... No Chicago anything. So I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> Take that XFL. Vince McMahon has enough of my money. All right. Number nine. We got the Argonauts, the Tiger Cats, and the Stampeders. Uh, Jeff, you zeroed on this one, right? Uh, away, I believe. did. We probably lost a former. Uh, Bears coach to a CFL team. Uh, and uh, so I know these are CFL teams. Mm-hmm. So football there. Uh, pumpkins? We said soccer. And this one was football. All right, number 10. We got our Lumber Kings, our Muck Dogs, and our Nuts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old Muck Dogs and Nuts. Uh, now in the same can. How exciting. Uh, comfortably numb, what'd you guys say? Got to imagine a team that's... Uh, proud of their lumber would be a baseball team so all right pumpkins we said football and these were baseball teams yeah <laughs> i looked up the muck dogs logo after saying is i would buy awesome? one it is terrible uh apparently they're the <laughs> miami marlins feeder team mm-hmm. and uh no not interested it's a terrible <laughs> logo get yeah. back to me when you do a redesign yeah fix your logo batavia all right well after the swing round it looks like both teams gained a little bit of ground uh the ginger pumpkins are up to 45 going into the second round and uh comfortably numb with 60 all right you guys ready to get into round two Yeah. (laughs) All right. Question one. Nas's top 100 single, Got Yourself a Gun, released in 2001, contains a sample from this famous television show, which was in its third season when the single was released. 
Okay, we are locked in. I was six years old. Oh no, we're old. <laughs> I have no idea. Law and Order SVU. Sure. Bum, bum. <laughs> I think in '99, but we'll get Law and Order SVU. All right, locking in with Law and Order SVU. Uh, yeah, Nas, uh, one of the greatest MCs of all time, one of my favorites. Speaking mm. with The Sopranos. The answer is The Sopranos. Uh, he takes the opening from the from the theme song. All right, let's move on to question two. If Prince had an album named Purple Flame, it would most likely have a song titled Take Me With This Letter as it's the symbol of the element that burns purple when lit. Sulfur doesn't burn though, right? I think it, I think it does, yeah. Um, I don't know why I wrote sulfur. I mean, I've got no good guess, Neil, so I'm happy to go sulfur. Sure. Okay. Do we want to guess K? Since that's yeah, that's K. Think of. Okay, we're going to go with K. All right, locking in with K for potassium. Oh, the fact that Matt knew that off the top of his head <laughs> means we're probably wrong. Because uh, we went sulfur. And I know what K is. <laughs> the answer is <laughs> potassium. Potassium burns purple. Potassium. <laughs> All right. Can I quit the show mid-episode? <laughs> Moving on to question three. One look at this artist's face, and you'll know the name of the rapper who was arrested in 2018 on racketeering, weapons, and drug charges. As of writing this question, the case is still pending. And I can't stress, look at the artist's face, and you'll know his name. Face and name. Cool. Um, I believe we are locked in. Because this okay. is a really good story. Does anyone have their name tattooed on their face? Well, there's that one guy. Well, my first thought was Post Lamone just because he has so many face tattoos. But I, doesn't Wiz Khalifa also? Does he have his name on his face? I don't know. There's that guy who's in custody right now for immigration stuff but i can't think of his oh name. yeah but that's he's british right <laughs> i think so yeah according to ice do you want to just throw it and say post malone sure <laughs> you know what's sad is there's so many rappers with face tattoos there could be so many different people yeah. <laughs> that's literally yeah. what i've been it's, doing the last couple of minutes it's not just one guy them. that's nope. for sure yeah, the only reason I knew this, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm glad I saw it, but it just you know makes me upset with myself. But on Snapchat, they have those news stories, and it was, it was going, uh, what uh, what six nine gonna do with his new release? I'm like, he's not gonna do anything. He's gonna be in jail. Oh. So it's uh, six nine yep. number T- six ix number nine i n e or, or Takashi six nine or T star dollar sign six nine. <laughs> <laughs> he has lots of names and. I'm He's sure. gonna have a lot more names in jail. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Now it's two one seven four three. Good for him though. He's making some money. Uh, the guy you were thinking about who's getting deported is Twenty One Savage. Uh, okay. Because okay. he is apparently I... British. Hmm. Can you do a Twenty One Savage impression, Neil? I don't even know who that is, but spare some balls, gov. Oh, I, I thought it was gonna be like <laughs> Nigel Thornberry, like Savage. <laughs> but that's not. Like they're both. They're both good. Question four. While most people know that Lincoln was the president during the Civil War, who was the president that directly preceded him? We're locked in. I I know it's you. It's it's Buchanan, right? I have no idea. (laughs) So I'm going to go with you. (laughs) We're going to say James Buchanan. Okay. Yep, we are also going with Buchanan. All right. Points all around. James Buchanan. That took a a turn for the better. Yeah. Hey, we're we're getting there. We're on the board. Both of us. Question five, another listener-submitted question. Uh, This one comes from our listener, Sarah Denson. Uh, Thank you for the letter. Well, not probably a letter. Email. It was handwritten. Oh, I appreciate it. It came in the post. electronic letter. (laughs) All right. Uh, Apparently a big dog fan, Sarah. Uh, Which type of dog has breeds called Scottish, Welsh, and Irish? There's the Irish wolfhound, which is the really big dog. Scottish. Yeah, maybe there is a Scottish wolfhound. Scottish terrier. Irish Terrier. I'm Terrier's sure good. A, I'm pretty sure it's Terrier. Um, terrier? Yeah, there's a... Well, there's a... Cause, yeah, there's a lot of Terriers. There's like the Scottish Terrier. There's West Highland White Terriers. There's yeah. Irish Terrier. Okay. Setters? Are there are these Setters? Terriers where my gut went. Yeah, we said Wolfhound Terrier. We went with Terrier, so that's okay. fine. Terriers is a great show. Side All right. That. We are in. Yeah. Same. You okay, like, we're you, in. You like Doug's? <laughs> 
All right, both teams locked in. Uh, Pumpkins, why don't you tell us what you know about dogs? Or you can tell us the answer. <laughs> or, or just talk about your favorite dogs. Yeah, we talked about setters, because we could think of Irish setters. We couldn't think of any other kind of setter. I have a Pembroke Welsh corgi, but we couldn't think of any other kinds of corgis. And we could think of Scottish terriers, so we went with terriers. All right, locked in with terrier. Yeah, we uh, we kind of talked about my history uh, when I was in fifth grade. We'd go to we'd have library time, as they would call it, and I would only check out three books. It would be the Book of Horses, which I still haven't ridden, the the uh, the Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew books, and it would be books about dogs. But that did not help us today because I could not remember any dog breed. Oh, great anecdote. But Jeff, on the other hand, um, knew, knew about some breeds. Yeah, we. Uh, You're a breeder. Yeah. You got your Snoops, your Bow Wows. That's right. Those are all the dogs <laughs> I know. And uh, no, we uh, we two settled on Terrier. So the answer is Terrier. Well, all right. Good. Yay. Uh, so thanks again to Sarah for sending it. And if you have a question that you'd like to have us read, just uh, send it over to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Put question five in the subject and we will read it just like we did for Sarah and Tom. Yeah, and one thing we do like is when you send questions that normally we're not good at in our specialties. Mm-hmm. So for me, anything but movies for Jeff, anything mm-hmm. but science, Matt, anything but sports. So that way we have a little help. Yeah. Cause I could write sports questions obviously. And nobody likes that anyway. So <laughs> well, hey, the second round is shaping up to be yeah, a little better. Nice. Our yeah. best round nice, today. Nice comeback. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get into question six. Uh, what was the first movie by Pixar to receive a rating harder than G? It didn't go much harder, though, so don't. <laughs> R-rated Pixar movie. It's NC-17. We'll leave that to subreddits. Um, well, there's The Good Dinosaur. There's Inside Out. There's Brave. There's... Uh, Brave could be PG. Yeah. I almost feel like Toy Story 3 could be PG. Isn't that one where everyone... I haven't seen it, but isn't that the one where everyone cries because it's like really depressing at the end, an adult with the not, fire or something? Um, it's not that depressing. What other Pixar movies are we thinking of here? Uh, let's see. We could go through. Uh, well, you said Toy Story three. Yep. We've got all three of the Cars movies. We've right. got Up. We've got oh. Wall-E. We've got okay. Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm saying Toy Story three for some reason because people like gravitated toward that one towards that one. But what what do you think it is? Neil, I had a thought. Yeah. There's there's a there's two Disney Pixar movies we haven't talked about. Okay. One of them came out in 04, and the other one came out in 2018, which would be The Incredibles. Oh, it is The Incredibles. Yeah, because of the action. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're going to go The Incredibles. We're going to go with The Incredibles. And after those long tangents, they're locking in with The Incredibles. Uh, Pumpkins, what should you guys say? Dang it, Jeff. (laughs) The Incredibles. (laughs) Yep. For the action violence, it was PG. Number seven. Uh, the German opera, Fidelio, A Tale of the Cross-Dressing Lenore, is the only opera penned by this famous composer. So, Fidelio... Is that, uh, did, like, Beethoven or Mozart do one? Mozart did... Um, it's not Mozart. He did uh, Magic Flute. Okay. So, that would take him off. Beethoven's possible. Or is it... Cause is it Brahms or Wagner? I thought Beethoven only did one, right? Well, Wagner had a whole bunch, right? I, I'm pretty sure it can't be, because Wagner has a cycle. Yeah, I, I'm good um, with Beethoven. Okay. That kind of sounds familiar, Fidelio. Yeah. So. I don't know German composers. Um, I don't know composers. Uh, you don't like the music? <laughs> <laughs> it's Hans Gruber. You're right. I had In my high school, we had a music listening class where once a week for 20 minutes, we would just listen to some composer. And I feel like probably whoever this is, I have heard it. Uh, we're we're, we're going to name an Austrian guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said handle, so I think we're going to go with handle. With handle. All right. Okay. Go in handle. Uh, yeah, so Jeff and I were talking about uh, first at Mozart, and we're like, no, he had the magic flute, which is a great musical or uh, <laughs> opera, excuse me. Uh, and then we said Wagner and Brahms, we believed, had a pretty rich catalog of. Yeah, Wagner had the, the cycle. Wagner had a lot. Yeah. So we kind of ruled that out. And uh, Wagner? I, I kind of faintly remember Beethoven only having one. Mm. So we went uh, Ludwig von Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little throwback to the other dog question. The answer is Beethoven. Ah, <laughs> Beethoven's first <laughs> and only. Uh, that's good. Good work there. Any any thoughts on Beethoven, Matt? No, I, it's not really my style. Not I really was I was, a, I was a Wagner guy. You're <laughs> obviously there's you know there's two kinds of guys. <laughs> <laughs> is it Beethoven or a Wagner? Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, why don't we get a score update before we go to question eight? All right. So uh, force me to do some math here. Mm-hmm. It looks like in the second round, uh, team comfortably numb uh, only missed one question so far, which wow. is surprising me as I read it. So uh, we've gained uh, an extra uh, 60 points there. And uh, team Ginger Pumpkins uh, has an extra 40 points, bringing their score to 85 and ours to 120. All right. I wanted to get some scores on there before you guys both missed this question about cricket. Uh-oh. Question eight. <laughs> In a standard test cricket match, which is the longest form of cricket, how much time is set aside for the combined intervals of tea and lunch? So how much time do they get for tea and lunch in the middle of their game? And I'll give you within 20 minutes. Okay. Okay. It's probably a long time. The the cricket games take forever. It would be uncivilized to have less than, like, what, two hours for tea and lunch? Yeah. He's saying within 20 minutes, though. So is it two hours or is it 90 minutes? Tea, I would think, is probably 30 to 45 minutes. Lunch, probably an hour. So within 20 minutes, two hours would be within 20 minutes of that. Okay. Okay. Somewhere between like hour and a half, two hours. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Should we just split the difference and say uh, hour 45? Okay. Sounds good. So 105 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) 105. Yeah. Jeff and I were talking about, you know, maybe lunch is an hour, tea, maybe, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. So we, we also came around like an hour, 45 minutes. And then we just said, well, maybe let's just say two to be safe uh, because it's within 20. So we said two hours. Okay, guys, both went a little too high. They actually only get one hour total. Uh, They get 40 minutes for lunch and 20 minutes for tea. That seems hurried. Uncivilized for tea. That is not enough time for tea. And it's, well, they're they're kind of um, set... The way that it works is it's set into like three different sessions. They play for two hours and they get a lunch break. Then they play for two more hours. Then they get their tea break and then they play for two more hours. And this happens over five days. So, Well, we need five minutes to steep the tea. Yeah. We need five minutes for the milk and sugar. Mm-hmm. So it leaves only 10 minutes to enjoy it with conversation, which I don't think is enough. <laughs> with conversation. <laughs> That's the important part of cricket. <laughs> it's the very civilized trash talking. Now, when I when I wrote a question about the New Zealand rugby team, I got a lot of a lot of responses to that one. So I really did my research on this. So when I'm wrong about this, make sure you let me know <laughs> again. But, but I really looked up a lot about cricket. Would you like to set the record straight on the rugby? Yeah, the New Zealand, front? they are the All Blacks, and there's a different kind of rugby that I didn't even know about. And those are the those are the Kiwis. <laughs> Question nine. During World War II, the Germans used the Fischer Tropsk method to produce this. Uh, just a hint, Kevin Nash had nothing to do with it. Oh, that's a wrestling reference. Okay. Um, all right, we'll, that we'll, help me. we'll no. discuss, but I think I <laughs> landed on it. So you're looking at the Fisher Trust um, method. What does it produce? Kevin Nash is uh, Big Daddy Diesel is his nickname. Okay. So Diesel, I would think, right? Fuel? So we're thinking it's something related to warfare in some way. It sounds like it's something like, not like a gun, Something more like gunpowder or something right. that needs to some be- sort of explosive. Yeah, I don't. Have let's just anything. go with yeah. Let's just go with TNT, I guess. All right. What'd you guys come up with? Uh, I told Jeff that Kevin Nash's nickname is Big Daddy Diesel, and he said maybe it could be diesel oh. that they were refining or making. Yep. The answer is diesel fuel. They're uh, refining oh. diesel, and not of the Vin variety. No. They were creating Vin Diesels in, in Nazi Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Upsetting. <laughs> All right. Question 10. This song was the first rap song to hit number one on Billboard's Hot 100, even as the artist was under pressure from lawyers for the song. Yeah. You got it, Neil? Yeah, we're like that. Right. Okay. I know it. Okay. Ice Ice Baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah, see, their song sounds like dun 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 dun. But and mine goes dun 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 dun. Yep, the answer is Ice Ice Baby. And they were under pressure. <laughs> and there's your clue. Good job, everybody. Getting some points. <laughs> All right. Well, after both uh, rounds of regulation here, it looks like going into the final round, uh, Team Ginger Pumpkins will have 95 points to work with, and Team Comfortably Numb will have 140. Here are your categories. Number one, breaking up is hard to do. Number two, we could be heroes. Number three, I fought the law. Number four, I come from the land down under. And number five, March of the Pigs. All right, our wages are locked in. All right, you guys ready? 
Yes. All right. Question one. Breaking up is hard to do. Plus 44 and Angels and Airways were the two bands created when this band split up in 2005 when they couldn't resolve all the small things that were causing issues between two of the founding members. There it is. Number two. We could be heroes. In the TV show Heroes, multiple important scenes take place at a plaza named after this icon in the comics industry, which is more credit than he is usually given. Question three. I fought the law. If Neil committed a crime and as punishment, he was forced to sit in a room and watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy while Jeff and Ked provide running commentary, what amendment would have the judge just broken? Question four. I come from the land down under. There have been three Australian citizens who have been drafted number one in the NBA. One of them had a famous injury. One thinks the world is flat and one can't shoot for more than six feet, but still puts up good numbers. Name any one of them. Question five, March of the Pigs. This Midwestern city used to have the nickname Porkopolis as it was the country's chief hog packing center and wild pigs roamed the streets. Too bad there's no pork in its signature chili dish. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. It's really hard for me to read questions sometimes without accidentally emphasizing the clue in them. I apologize. There's going to be some impressions galore coming, so just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is locked in, so we're ready to get those answers. Uh, for number one, uh, Plus 44 Angels and Airways came out of which band? Uh, let's start with uh, Comfortably Numb. What was your wager and what did you say? Where are you? Oh. I, I'm so sorry. So I cannot you know sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I'm sorry to all the listeners out there who had to put up we with that. We said no singing. That's all right. A long time ago. That's Tom DeLonge. No, yeah. it's not really singing. Uh, we went with uh, 15 points on that one, and uh, we went with Blink 182. Would you also like to sing Pumpkins? No, thank no. you. I'm good. Uh, what did you guys wager, and what did you guys go with? We wagered five and Blink-182. All right. And the answer is Blink-182. I sort of forgot about Plus 44. Nice. But uh, I, nice I did kind song. of enjoy a couple of Angels and Airwaves songs. So. Yeah, when I read the question, I was really not trying not to say resolve all the small things. Yeah. When no. he reread it, I just heard all the small things. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's middle school dance. I so know that's we talk about, uh, what was your age again? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I believe when I got the CD for Plus 44, it was it was Travis Barker. Yeah, it's Travis um, and Mark. And Mark. And wasn't it wasn't there a song that like, bam, bam, I'm feeling it. Dun, no, that's just a classic. No, no, classic that's from the blink. same that's from the same album as uh Yeah, Classic Blink self-titled. Yeah. What, what was their big single? Plus 44. It was like a decent song. 
Uh, I can't remember. We'll, 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 we'll play look it, it on the way We'll out. look it up. No, we won't because we don't want to pay them. All right. Let's move on to question two. Uh, TV show heroes, what is that plaza named after a comics icon? Uh, comfortably numb. What was your wager and what did you say? Uh, we wagered 15 again. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Jeff, but uh, since she is a great comic, we did not go with the Aubrey Plaza. But Jeff, uh, what did we say? Uh, you know. I mean, my favorite plaza, obviously, is the Nakatomi Plaza. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, we, uh, yeah, I really struggled. I, I really did like the first season of Heroes a lot. I binge watched it uh, before that was a thing on DVD the first uh, weekend it was released there. Um, and I can't remember, but we said Jack Kirby. He often got overlooked, so we said Kirby Plaza. Okay. And Ginger Pumpkins, what was your wager? What did you say? Uh, so we wagered five points on this one, um, and we were not familiar with the show, so we weren't sure, but we guessed Stan Lee. Beth uh, said that she thought he maybe wasn't uh, credited all of the time, so we went with Stan Lee. All right. Stan Lee, the man who's taking all the credit for this comic, uh, Jack Kirby. The answer is Jack Oh, it Kirby. is? Oh, what a guess. What a guess. Uh, Disappointing my dad again. Uh, Stan, Stan, Lee, Stan Lee gets the credit, I believe, most of the time, right? Yeah, he does, yeah. Because he invented Spider-Man by himself with no help from anyone. It can't be Mosquito Man. It can't be Fly Man. Oh, sorry. All right. Question three. Uh, so this is Neil watching Lord of the Rings against his will. What is this cruel and unusual punishment comfortably numb? What was your wager? What did you say? Uh, Jeff? Uh, we wagered 15 on this one, and uh, we couldn't remember which one was Cruel and Unusual Punishment. We're glad it's in there, but uh, we guessed number six. Okay. And Pumpkins? We guessed number seven. <laughs> and how much did you wager? Uh, five. Five. Uh, unfortunately, no points uh, will be given, and some taken away, because the answer is the Eighth Amendment. You guys are so uh, close. So close. Up to it. If we had one more team, they would have gotten that right. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. I Yeah, I think so too. All right. Thank you for thinking that. All right. Question four. We got three Australian citizens going number one in the NBA draft. Uh, can you name any one of them uh, comfortably numb? What was your wager? What did you say? We wager 15. And uh, since Luke Longley was on the Bulls, a uh, local team here, we, we knew that might be an answer. We just didn't know if he went number one. And then Jeff and I were talking about the fact that Kyrie Irving is a flat earther. And we kind of remember some rumblings that he was a dual citizen. So we went with Kyrie Irving. Oh, yep. Oh, I feel so <laughs> bad about myself. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, he's, uh, he's from, he lives in Boston and... Um, yeah, we were trying to think of the Flat Earther because we both felt like we knew who that was, but we couldn't place the name. So we ended up going with Kangaroo Jack, and oh, we bet five points. Five points there. Yes, uh, noted Flat Earther was born in Melbourne in 1992, Kyrie Irving. Uh, the other two was Andrew Bogut, who got his arm stuck in the rim and kind of had his arm pulled out of his socket. It was oh, really gross. Don't okay. look it up. Ooh. And the person who can't shoot is Ben Simmons, and he's pretty good. He's Bogut the was the other one I, rem- I was... I remembered, but I couldn't get the yeah, name. Yeah. Bogart? Bogart? Humphrey Bogart? Yes. Bogart. His, his son, who was born in Australia. <laughs> what nice, a story. Nice shooting, kid. All right. Let's talk about some chili. Question five. Midwestern city used to have the nickname Porkopolis. Um, what was the city, and how much did you wager comfortably numb? Uh, we went 15 again, uh, just like we did for the preceding four. Neil and I uh, were discussing. Neil had brought up, uh, he's like, well, Cincinnati's famous for their chili. And he's like, hear me out. Um, Louisville has a big pork festival every year. So he's like, well, what do you think? And I was like, well, I feel like it's easier to move pigs in and out of a city if you're on the Great Lakes. So we settled on Cincinnati. All right. And Ginger Pumpkins, what was your wager? What did you say? Five points. And we went with Cincinnati as well because of their chili. All right. Having that delicious chili, the answer is Cincinnati. Although the logic Woo-hoo. is completely wrong, Neil, because I'm pretty sure Cleveland is on the Great Lakes and I think Cincinnati <laughs> is on a river. Yes, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but never mind. Cincinnati had pigs roaming free for quite some time. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like uh, after the scores have been tabulated, uh, Team Ginger Pumpkins uh, ended the game with 90 points. And uh, team comfortably numb with 185. So we're today's cream of the crop. I am the queen. All right. All right. Yeah. Great job, guys. I refuse to cheer for us. Oh, why? You guys did, you guys did just fine. It was a pretty close game. I always root for the underdog. It was my Jekyll and Hyde game where <laughs> you guys got through the first round and did a little better in the second round. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, we ended the second round. We answered a lot of questions. It got a little bit easier and then it just kind of pulled away there in the end. But uh, worthy competitors, thank you so much, both of you, for playing today. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, Theo, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your show? Yeah, so uh, our podcast is called Freaky Franchise. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and then FreakyFranchise.com. Um, and Facebook is probably the best way to find out more about us. So that's Facebook.com slash Freaky Franchise. Awesome. And a great show. Make sure you guys check it out. And uh, Beth, why don't you tell people where they can uh, find your company? Yeah, go to fitformom.com. The four is the number four. If you are pregnant or have little kids or have big kids, you can come work out with us. We're all across the country, so come check us out. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being on the show. Um, before we go, I just wanted to uh, ask you guys, if you haven't yet, maybe give us a review on iTunes. We're up to 120. We're on our way to 150. I believe about a year ago, I promised we'd give you something if we got to 150. So we're so close. Yeah, we're right. going to do that raffle. You get a shirt, maybe? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think so. Or something something undetermined. Yeah. Uh, something other than a shirt, possibly. But uh, speaking of the crop as well, our Facebook group, I feel like we're... We're getting up there in the numbers. We're almost, we're almost at, at 400. 400. Yeah. yeah. So just couple, you know, tell your friends, come join the crop, discuss. Yeah, so one of us, right? Um, yeah. Join on in. Yeah. Well, actually, we should probably like the page. Yeah. Oh, that ourselves. would be, that would get us to 500. I yeah. Think. And all of our <laughs> all of our burner accounts, and yeah. we'll get all the way up there. So speaking of Lord of the Rings and uh, putting me uh, in some sort of torture, uh, I what I would do is put Jeff, Matt, and Ken in a room to watch Harvey over and over again, and mm. it would be me doing all of Jimmy Stewart's lines. <laughs> well, Harvey, or I, I could go all day. I'll, I'm going to do Jimmy Stewart one day, just all of it. That yes. really wouldn't bother me. That would be a wonderful <laughs> Patreon bonus episode. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good note to leave on. So for our guest, uh, for Jeff, for Neil, my name is Matt, and that was Triviality. Who is Lex Luthor in those movies? Uh, that was Kevin Spacey. Well, Kevin Spacey was Superman Returns. Oh, Man of Steel. That's why I can't remember it. I yeah, Man of Steel up. didn't have uh, Lex Luthor. Fair enough. All right. Well, Jesse Eisenberg in Batman versus Superman. So. There you go. Yeah. A perfect Lex Luthor, everyone said. And agreed. <laughs> yeah, the, old, the whole internet agreed. <laughs> 100% approval rating.